Hey, it's Wednesday, April 26th. Thank you for tuning in for another week of the podcast that gives you the most honest views on this week's hottest sports topics. This is episode 94 of the Chasing Points podcast. I am Brandon. This is Sam. We are back again to give you uh, some much needed therapy on it. Uh, I guess it's 95 instead. Okay, cool. Uh, Sam set me up for failure. Love it. Uh, But we are back. Uh, Sam's technically back two days in a row. Uh, If you haven't already listened, which we'll be referencing several times, uh, him and and a friend of the show, uh, Dave Severson, were on last evening recording. Uh, But they have now uh, put up a lovely, lovely pod uh, going over the draft and the breaking news of Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Sam... What's up, man? A little briefing of of how that went to let the people know and yeah, redirect so, them. As you know, we, well, I mean, you would know. I don't know if the audience would know, but we were planning this pod for weeks and weeks uh, to have Dave on before the draft, and we couldn't quite get schedules going on, so we did a little bonus pod. Let's, let's be it, fair. You were trying to have him on for the Aaron Rodgers news to break. First, let's be fair, okay? <laughs> no, no. Well, no. I mean, originally, yeah. We, yes, <laughs> we thought about doing this big Jets bonus thing months, you know, months a month ago at this mm-hmm. point. But uh, so it just so happened that when we lined up to talk about the draft, it was the same day that we already scheduled this uh, draft pod. That Aaron Rodgers is a you know, I don't know if it's official. He's got past physical, but he's on his way to New York. Uh, I didn't watch the press conference. Was was it live? Was he there? I didn't even see it. I the press conference, conference was today. Yeah, apparently I've been getting notifications and quotes all day. I uh, haven't seen it yet. It's Tuesday night, so uh, I have not been in front of my TV. Other, I've been. I didn't hear anything about that. I heard he was supposed to be coming to New York tonight, so I didn't hear anything about him. Excuse me, when in the evening when we report record the podcast this is i have not heard anything yeah at this point yeah so. i've been getting notifications and quotes and stuff so who knows i haven't seen it we'll look like idiots tomorrow if it did or didn't happen and that's usually how tuesday night podcasts go for us yeah yeah, yeah. so it's good well but yeah man check out that uh that bonus pod we'll we'll hit on I, i'd love to get brandon's feedback on on that and and the draft of course we'll, we'll talk a little bit it's and, uh, we'll, we'll go from there <laughs> yeah I mean, man it was, it was great i'm sure of it i haven't listened yet but i will um sam yo let's jump right into the nba uh we haven't been able to talk about it uh we had last week off uh so let's just get right into it there's a lot that has occurred in the first round uh from injuries to sweeps to leads that we didn't think that we would see so we'll jump into the game of the evening on Monday night, which was, or the performance of the evening, I should say, uh, which was the Miami Heat beating the Bucks 119 to 114. Giannis made his return after being injured, fell, landed on his back. It seems to be the playoffs of the fall, and I, I hurt myself uh, because it's just consistently is happening to superstars and damn near every series. Uh, the Bucks literally led this game all the way into the fourth quarter. And then at, at the eighth minute, if I remember correctly, of 
the fourth quarter, Jimmy Butler came back in eight minutes and like 26 seconds and scored, I think, 23 points in the eight, in the fourth quarter. Was it only uh, 23? I think, I think so. Wow. I mean, it yeah. felt like he got all his 56 in that one quarter. Uh, Jimmy Butler absolutely could not be stopped. But I, I blame, which I never really do because he's a phenomenal coach and a Hall of Fame coach, uh, Eric Spolster. Uh, what are you doing with your guys and why are we not throwing double teams at Jimmy Butler? Uh, yes, when a guy gets Oops. cooking, it's you, you got to go. But he was the only one scoring. So why not dr- throw a double team at him? Spolstra's on is the heat coach and Jimmy is on the heat. So he wouldn't double team himself. You're talking about Coach Bud. Yes, you're right. <laughs> but yeah, I do. I do. You know what I meant. You know, what I, I mean, mean, it was <laughs> one of those things. Yeah, no, man, it's it's been a long day. These these are these are rough. But we yes. love it. Um. It it playoff Jimmy man. I mean it's yeah that it looked like the the Bucks recruit. I mean they were they were in a, a good spot uh for for most of the game. Uh, fifty six points by Jimmy Butler the the most points in a fifteen point comeback in the playoffs since some guy named Michael Jordan in nineteen ninety two. Like he also had fifty six by the way. But like man, like just this is the Jimmy Butler that we love and reference all the time and it's i feel like since that that playoff run the finals run a couple years ago was that in the bubble whenever it was like we haven't seen yeah, that it was in a bubble Butlers, you know consistently mm-hmm. but like this is like i will will this team to win no tyler hero we gotta rely on duncan robinson like no i'm gonna i'm gonna do what i can here and it was a fun game great all-time performance by jimmy Butler was awesome uh, thank you for correcting me on the Budenholzer because I'm Budenholzer, definitely was yeah. in my my whole thing. But yeah, I, I don't know why you don't switch and put Giannis on him. Like I, I just don't understand what the the logic is. And and I see next game, especially with it being the Miami Heat are up three one in the series right now, which I would have never ever said to him. Period. Oh no, uh, no way, man. Period. I don't think most people outside of Miami fans would have actually said that. But uh. I need to see Giannis on Jimmy throughout the whole game. I need to see him because at this point, there's no offense coming from any other players. You have Tyler Hero who broke his he broke his hand uh, diving for the ball. Uh, so I, I, there, uh, Lowry is still kind of yeah. getting his legs back under himself. He hasn't really been himself. Uh, Bam is here and there. Uh, Duncan's Oladipo on the bench. It's not really it's not really out. anybody yeah. giving anything from the heat outside of Jimmy. So I'm taking away Jimmy Butler and say, beat me with everybody else. If you beat me with everybody else, then you deserve this. If you don't, it is what it is. Uh, so I, I feel that I mean, and, and again, as I said at the beginning of this, the Bucks were winning throughout the entire game until the fourth quarter of that point. And Jimmy just absolutely went off. And they played phenomenal def- team def- defense, um, but you can't let that happen. There, there's it's, no reason that should happen. It's almost like the inverse of what you're suggest- suggesting did happen, right? Like they, everyone else kind of shut themselves down, and and Jimmy had to score 56 and just to give him a shot there, um, and you know they end up end up going there. I, I saw this stat from ESPN. That Bam Bam Adebayo had 15 points, mm-hmm. so that's 41 points between Jimmy and and Bam. 
that's the uh the biggest point differential second largest point differential in nba playoff history oh so you're saying he had the second highest amount of points on the team yeah sorry i screwed that up (laughs) so bam had 15 that's the second highest the only other person that did more there was Allen iverson in 2001 against the raptors the next guy had 44 points like just to put this in context of exactly what you're saying, the team shut themselves down, and this guy just with an epic performance got them, got them across. And now they're in a, a great position. I mean, they have to win one. I mean, I I'm never gonna count the Bucks out, yeah, and Giannis out. Um, and they've been there. And Drew Holiday is you know is fantastic, especially as a a defender. Um, but. The Heat only have to win one in the next three games, you know. Whereas, yeah, the you know, yeah, the they Bucks have to win to run the table here. Correct, they need to win three straight to to win this, uh, which is doable because it's one game at a time, and you have arguably the best player in the world on your team, depending on who's making the argument. Uh, but he's easily top three in the dominant, world. Dominant, just take um, over a game. He's he's easily the most yeah. dominant player in, yeah. in the world right That's now. That's fair so, to say. So I, I it's, it's not Kawhi. It, it'll be Kawhi. very joyful. Yeah, Kawhi doesn't play basketball. Uh, we'll get to that. Uh, <laughs> game four also occurred Monday night, uh, and that was uh, with the Lakers Ooh. beating the Grizzlies, 117 to 111 in OT. The Lakers are leading this series three to one. Now, I had the Grizzlies winning this series. I had them winning the series, but before the series started, a particular gentleman who where I'm absolutely going to dive in all about him, and his name is Dylan Brooks. He was chirping before the series even started about how essentially the Lakers weren't going to do anything uh, and then proceeded to poke the bear, saying that he respects nobody that wasn't able to put 40 on him. That means, for those that don't understand that, he doesn't respect anybody that scores 40, that doesn't score 40 points against him or more. Okay? He's been chirping. Ja's been chirping. Uh, This whole Grizzly team essentially has been chirping. So Dylan Brooks poked the bear as in LeBron. LeBron, on Monday night, did something he's never done in his whole entire 20-year career. 20 years. 20 years. 22 points, 20 rebounds, 7 assists. The crazy Uh, thing is LeBron didn't have to do all the heavy lifting, and they won without AD showing up to the game because AD was not it. Not saying AD hasn't showed up in the series, but this game he was non-existing. And that should scare people because if AD is not going and he's not running on full, that means they're not running on all cylinders and they still won. Yes, they won an OT, but that was the moral of the story is they won. Well, he had 15, he had over 15 points in 12 points. Right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, not, that's, but not what you that's, want. That's man. not AD. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's, that's, that's a, that's an average player. That's a, that's a bam out of bio number that you just said. Uh, clearly it is. Yeah, you're right. right. So that's AD is not Bam out of bio. He's better than Bam out of bio. When AD is playing to the top, he's easily a top 10 player in the league currently. 
Um, and we just don't, we see flashes of it because we know what happens when he's healthy and he is healthy right now, but we just didn't get to see it. And it happens. Not everybody's on. Uh, but Sam and I talked about this and I want to revisit this, Sam, before I go back to Dylan Brooks with you. Yeah. I don't know what you're about to say. Remember that trade that we talked about the trades that were made and we said this was huge. And I said, I loved everything about those trades. I they loved it. are paying dividends right now. Huge, two huge threes by uh, our boy Three, three, three yeah, in a three, row. You're right, you're right, you're right. Three in a um, row, dude. It, and I had some questions because a lot of the, a lot of this team, this bet, you know, the depth in this team has not been tested. Mm-hmm. And when you are in the playoffs and you are playing with LeBron James, like it is this like. Tom Brady, like you, you better not. He, if he throws it to me, I better catch it. I better mm-hmm. catch that block. You know, it's it's that kind of, you know, these guys. I thought they would be like a little shaky here. Like, oh, what are we doing, man? They, it's been it's been fun to watch this Laker team, and you just mentioned it without even a full strength or playing full strength. Anthony Davis here, yeah, and you had, had yeah Rui. Rui yeah. Hashimura, yeah, and that's who's yeah. been going absolutely off. Which is, I'm so glad he finally got out of uh of Washington because he was a good player there. Like he's not a over the top player, but he is a solid guy, and he has nice that he can score. Also has one of the best signature uh colorways ever, and a Jordan for a Jordan player. Uh, you should check out those eights yeah. if you've never seen it. One of the greatest boxes I've ever seen. Period. That's a whole nother thing. That. Yeah, uh, check out for the love of hype for that. Uh, anyway, but um. You have him going off. You got Austin Reeves, who has been are going absolutely crazy uh, and has just been improving his game. Absolutely love him as a young player. He's he is him for sure. I mean, you got Hemi Butler and you got Austin Reeves. Yes, Hemi Butler, because that's who he is. He's him. Um, But I'm just very much so enjoying what the Lakers are doing. And I more so want it to happen to teach the Grizzlies a lesson. Because this is why the Draymond Greens, the Clay Thomases, uh, uh, Clay Thomases, Clay Thompson. Wow, I can't even speak today. Uh, the Clay Thompsons of the world. Uh, other teams have been calling out the Grizzlies that are talking up to the people that have been there and are essentially legends and done it over and over again, talking to them as if they've done something and they haven't done anything yet, period. But they still keep chirping. So I will ask you this before we get into the Dylan Brooks, because I have a lot to say about that. And I'm sure you probably do as well, since we haven't talked about it. How do you feel about this series? Do you think the Lakers close out this game uh, when they play next, the the next game? And they're in Memphis on Wednesday. Yep. Up 3-1. Yeah, I, I thought, you know, going into it, I don't, we didn't make like official picks. I probably said on the podcast, I like, the Lakers have an opportunity if they can get continue to play like they've been playing going into the playoffs mm-hmm. and into the play in there that they would take care of business here. But it's you know, we've been saying we even last playoff series against the uh the Warriors is kind of when we started this narrative, you know, and there's been a lot going on in Memphis over the past year with this team, John Moran <laughs> yeah. and and Dylan Brooks and and all that, and and the whole humble thing uh yeah I, I i think they definitely uh take care of business there though did you see what i did to you why'd you do that 
<laughs> anyway, um, no, I it's 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 really it's saddening to me to see that the Grizzlies with so much talent and, and yes, yeah. they're they're missing uh, Stephen Adams, uh, missing Brandon Clark. Uh, that two big pieces they're absolutely missing to their team. But even without that, they have more than enough talent to do what they they're supposed to do. Uh, but their talent is overshadowed by, as you mentioned, all the stuff that happens off the court. Uh, and that's the problem for me. And that's that's immaturity at its finest, in my opinion. Oh, 100%. They don't have, outside of Steven Adams, yeah. they don't have anybody to sit there and kind of be like the guy like, yo, sit your ass down, stop talking, let's go. Yeah, right? I mean, They don't have that guy to check them. You have Jaron uh, Jackson on this team. All you know, great defensive year he had. Uh, he won Defensive Player of the Year, right? He did. That John Morant is, you know, John Morant, and Dylan Brooks is a good player when he is. He plays phenomenal defense. Yeah, he, he's, he's 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 what a he does. He does he does it yes, well. Yeah, but it's you know we I referenced this a couple weeks ago. It's like, uh, don't throw rocks at the throne. Like why? Like what are you? What are you doing? I have no problem with anyone talking the talk if they can walk, if they can do it. Like, what what is the need to even do this to LeBron James? Like, I just don't. Why even start this? Why bark up that? Jay-Z said it. Bark up that tree and the tree's going to fall on you. Like, it's that's the next line in that song. Like, it. what the hell are you doing, Dylan? Like, come on, man. Then it goes 22 and 20 first Laker to do it since Shaq. Like, man, I don't, I'm not, a, I'm not mad at him for, I don't get it. I for, mean, I get it. I don't know. It's understand. a part of his game. I, you yeah. do get it. I mean, if, and if you're an athlete, anybody that's listening to this and you played sports, you understand that this is just some people's demeanor that they have to talk to fuel them. I mean, IE Draymond green, who is a, they're a spitting image of each other. Literally. It's just, Dylan Brooks is younger and just hasn't won anything. Is they they are the same person. This is who they are. You everybody knows that one person that you grew up playing rec ball with or or uh anything like that, school ball. Like there's always that one person that just chirps and keeps talking all the time. And that's what fuels them. That's their that's their motivation to go. My problem is, is you can you can talk that talk, but when it comes time to man up, just man up. Yeah, and like I have no problem if you talk what you're saying, right? But when it comes to the point in time, like what Dylan Brooks hasn't been doing, when it comes to time to have the the post game interviews and you make yourself unavailable, but then you're available when you when you guys win and you're willing to say whatever you want to say at that point in time, that's when I have an issue with it because you say what you want to say when you're up, but when you're down, you don't say not a damn thing. Now, out of respect. If you weren't saying anything at all and you're not saying anything when you're losing, I have no problem with that. But when you're talking, oh, he's he's old. He he can't. He, I don't respect anybody that puts 40 like they he doesn't mean anything. You know, these that I now you're saying that people are painting you as the villain. You played that role. He's literally saying media. I Sam, I almost lost my damn mind when this man said yeah. this when he said that. The media is painting him as a villain, that the fans are painting him as a villain. You are out here hitting LeBron in the nuts. You are out here talking trash to one of the greatest players of all time, if not the greatest player of all time. And you're calling him out and you're doing all this. And then when it comes time to face the music, 
you you make yourself unavailable. Ja made himself unavailable as well. This beef. So you guys are chirping. Remember what did Ja say? I'm good in the West. I mean, what was he supposed to say? He wasn't supposed to say he's not good in the West, right? But you you guys chirp and you say all this stuff and that you got it, and then it comes time to, and then you just are not available. That to me is. I'm trying to think of, I'm trying to be PG about it, but that's the punk way to go out. It's really the punk way to go out. I'm not saying that they're punks, even though some of the mentality and stuff that has been happening throughout the offseason kind of points me. Actually, they are punks right now. Set up before we start recording, right? <laughs> yeah, it's, it, I it's said Dylan Brooks. I don't want to talk about Dylan Brooks. Yeah. I don't ever want to talk about. Yeah, no, I can't. No, it's it's important. We've been saying it for for a year now, and I I think I totally agree with you. And they are a two seed in a a conference that we referenced it all year. Every day you woke up, the order was a little different, but Memphis was consistently at the the top. top. Yep. Top three. I don't I don't recall seeing them lower than that near the at least at the midway point of the season if not earlier agreed so it's and to the media thing it's just like when Kyrie's like you know the truth's gonna come out one day and 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 i'll have my time and then everyone will understand and and he's i'm paraphrasing a lot of athletes say that it's like no bro we're listening go ahead what's up Mm -hmm. what really happened dylan what really happened in the memoir that you are writing in your head like <laughs> what like tell us what happened we're listening did you not say that is was it a, a text quote no no we had you know like yeah no uh, you wrote it if like you said it like he's literally going to be that person sam that lebron is going to be like 40 <laughs> he'd be 40 basically putting up 10 points and Dylan Brooks sun, is going to yeah. be like, yeah, I put up like 30 against LeBron. Like he's nothing. Like he's that person that he will talk trash. And until he gets a win or gets that victory, he comes around. But then when he loses, he just he just punks out. And it's just really annoying. But for him and what he's doing for his career, like he's made himself. He's he's sold himself. He's marketed yeah. himself yeah. because this was a contract year for him. And he's essentially a free agent after this. So now it's going to bring attention to people. People want to see. It's entertaining to have that. Think of the Pat Beverly's of the world. Pat Beverly is that was not be my point. In, in in the in the I guess the the ranking of basketball players in the NBA. Pat Beverly is nowhere near the top. Defensively, he's up yes, there. yeah, right. He's 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 definitely above par, right? But he's no nobody's ever talking about Pat Beverly in a conversation, but. That's the type of guy you want on your team. You hate playing against him because he annoys you, but on your team, you love that guy. That's that's him. That's Draymond. That is Dylan Brooks. Dylan Brooks is putting himself right in that conversation of, I'm a fire starter, but I play hello defense, and I can get my team some buckets when I need to, like every once in a while. So that's that's the corner, that little nook he should live in. Uh, but I think the Lakers close this out. I don't. I don't think there's any way that they come back, which, and I, and I crazily think that that's what's going to happen with the heat as well, which would make both the Lakers and the heat would be the first play in teams. Yeah. To win a post in post season series, which is wild. 
And I think it's I think we're about to see that. But we're saying it like it's history, like, oh, it's been happening for so long. It's I mean, it's very recent what what has happened. But Sam, we have the schedule for Tuesday. Uh, That's right now tonight, which is now when when we're recording it, the day we're recording it. uh, So we don't have the results, but you guys will will know when the pod comes out today and you're hearing this, what has happened. Uh, But. Game five, all game fives. You have the Hawks at Celtics, 7.30 p.m. Uh, Boston is currently up uh, 3-1 in the series. You got the Timberwolves, Nuggets, 9 p.m. Uh, again, these times don't really matter to you guys because it's already happened. Uh, but Denver uh, is leading 3-1 in the series. And then the Clippers, Suns, 10 p.m., uh, 3-1. The Suns are up. I, I 100% feel that all these series get closed out tonight or when we're recording it tonight. But when you guys hear this, I think all, all three will be done. Uh, and definitely the Celtics. Yeah. I don't see any the Clippers all home too. all yeah. the home teams. Yeah. 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 I, I would have said the, the Clippers uh, could have made a run for it, but uh, you know, Kawhi doesn't play basketball or he chooses to play basketball when he wants to. Um, so there's that. I'm, I'm, I'm also want to be fair though. Uh, because I did see a report that apparently Kawhi's sister uh, it was sentenced to jail for quite some time for a armed robbery. Uh, so I don't know if he's away for that uh, and spending time with the family. If that is the case, then I would retract my insults. But I still do not believe Kawhi wants to play basketball with his history of what he does, or at least he wants to do it on his own time. I think that's and fair. Yeah, and I and I agree with you. If that's if that's the case, I'm not going to touch it. Mm-hmm. Um, but this isn't the first time. And this is crunch time. Yes. And this is when, you know, all the chips are in the middle of the table. And especially for a guy who, you know, causes whether he means to or directly does it. Maybe he does it by not doing any saying anything. That's her. Um, he, he causes this storm around him every he single caused- time. He caused his franchise to trade a ridiculous amount of assets and some guy named Shea Gild- Gildas Alexander for Paul George. And I bet when we've seen the both of them on the floor together, if we saw that number, it would be pretty it would be a pretty good record. But we don't get to see that a lot. And it's been up this load management thing, quote unquote, has been a thing with especially with Kawhi for a very long time. And now it's like, how how much longer are we going to do this before it's, you know, before we can just write this off? You know, he when he wants to play basketball, he is one of the best two way players the league's seen of this generation. Yeah. I mean, yeah. when he we've seen him be Mr. Clutch in the play, he willed a Raptors team that a lot of people thought didn't deserve to be there winning a finals against you know, the Warriors. So mm-hmm. it's like, granted, without K- KD for most of that, but still, they still, it was still Steph and Clay and Draymond. They were, um, not Clay. I don't remember. No, Clay was there. Um, What series are you talking about? The the finals. Uh, I think that's where he tore his knee, Clay, against uh, the Raptors. Yes. Yeah. So whatever. Uh, it's, yeah, it's put up or shut up. Uh, I mean, if he's dealing with his own, thing people you know his family 
we're all humans. Sometimes we forget that they play games. Also, so Katie, Katie ruptured his Achilles that series. Yeah, that game, yeah that's what I said without Katie. Mm-hmm. Pretty because I know it was iffy. Uh, he came back, he looked great, and then he was immediately out. Um, what a bum time, man. That that was a bum bummer moment. Uh, anyway, yeah, I'm I'm done with Kawhi, man. I know. I mean, Stephen A. has been yelling and screaming about it. I know. <laughs> I've been I've been reading and seeing a lot of stuff over the last couple of days. I can't say I disagree. Um, I mean, it's hard to disagree hard. at this point in time. Yeah. Is we 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 want to see Kawhi play, like we we want to see the claw, like the branding of like you. We are known or to see how you play at this time of the year, and you're absolutely clutch. We saw what you did in San Antonio. We saw what you did with the Raptors, and now here you go. You come to the Clippers, and you can make the you made the Clippers somewhat relevant outside of Lob City, right? You made them relevant to actually have real championship aspirations. You you clamored for uh, Paul George, who neither of you can stay healthy. And you they went out and got Paul George for you. They even went and got Russ for you. Russ has been doing marvelous in this. Oh, yeah. Season, by the way, I think yeah, we gotta, that, that needs to be spoken about and given his flowers because the Lakers didn't allow him to do him. And he's gone to the Clippers and they allow him to be who Russ is. And Russ has been the real Russ cooking um here um that's just wild man it's it's like we left the guy for dead a lot of people did um and just it just kind of shows the right situation and let him just do what he does but at i never thought his type of play and his even though he's one of the more athletic af you know players of all time like especially what he can do around the rim Mm -hmm. and it that doesn't age well and no. There was a lot of schemes that he's been in over the last couple of years where he did not get to to do that, but he has found a place. What he's what he's done in the, in this series has been has been fun to watch. Well, I've said it many times when it comes to football, and I say it in just sports in general is you. It all depends on the system, and it depends on the coaching around it. Is the coaching is really supposed to be to enhance? the player's attributes, not come in and say, this is what I do. This is what you're going to do. And I don't really care what happens when you do that. And you're not on the same page as your players and aren't highlighting their, their talents. It's a failed situation and it's not going to go anywhere. I, That's dude, why the Lakers were doing that. They were I always hated that where like a new coach, a football coach comes in, whether it's a DC or a head coach is like, we're going to, you ran a four, three, we're going to run a three, four. I've always run a three, four. Yeah. And it's like, Dude, look at look at the personnel. Like we have personnel that plays pretty good in a four three. Can't you just can't we figure this out? Like, why do we have to like if you're that good of a coach, yeah. you can adjust. You can adjust too. It takes yep. it, it takes two there. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Um, for for the games that are happening today, uh we got Sam's Cavs, who are up three one. <laughs> Uh, nah, Sam's Knicks. Uh, <laughs> uh, versus playing against the Cavs. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Sam, I had to message you. Uh, at the Garden, uh, the Knicks have been playing out of their mind. It's been fun, man. I'm surprised I haven't heard more from you about the Knicks. I've, I've, I know where I know my place, but it's it, quietly. I'm very excited. I, I know there's, and I say that because over the last what 35, 40 years, there hasn't been much. To be excited about but haven't won a series in i forgot how many years but this looks like it's about to be the series that you guys win uh and good luck to whoever you play in the next series because it doesn't look great um 
I guess we're just going to happen. We're going to have to see who it is. But I think actually you might be playing the Heat. May 3rd, 2013. I think it's the Celtics. Um, I'll take a look. May 3rd, 2013 was the last playoff Mm. series win for the Knicks. Over the last 20 years, seasons, the Knicks are just one of three franchises to win one or fewer playoff series. The Hornets have zero and the Kings have one over the last 20 seasons. Yikes. Yeah, I think it's the Celtics. I'll I'll double check. Okay. Uh, Lakers Grizz. uh, I believe the Lakers are finishing that up. And then the Heat Bucks, as I said, I think the Bucks are are asking me the Heat. I don't I don't know. It's it's back in Milwaukee. I think the Bucks win that one. I think they I think the Heat went in in six. Yeah, they went in six. Um, And then you also have. The Kings Warriors, which the series is tied 2-2. This has been easily the most exciting series, period, throughout this first round. Uh, De'Aaron Fox will play. Uh, we we did get the news that he is going to play with a fractured index finger. Uh, it, it's just so crazy, Sam, that there's so much star power and, and so many injuries. I mean, Kawhi, uh, Joel Embiid, uh, Ja. Darren, Giannis, Tyler Hero. Uh, it's 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 really, really crazy to see all this happening now. Like, I don't want anybody to get injured, but I'd much rather see that earlier in the season. Like, I don't want to see people just just going down at this time. Like, it sucks. It really, is, really sucks. Yeah, I mean, this playoff basketball is is something different, and it's certainly uh we just saw it with referencing it with Jimmy Butler and, and LeBron and how impactful these guys are. Um, you know, and it, it sucks to to see that um go down, especially like the star power as you just referenced some of the biggest names in in the sport. Um, yeah. but you know, and you could see how their their team's playing around it. Aside from I mean, Philly already locked up the series against the, the Nets there, but it's yeah, uh for me, you know, yeah, unfortunately. But otherwise these teams are you know, uh De'Aaron's tied up there. Well, otherwise, these teams are behind, you know, all behind in the series. Kawhi Clippers behind, jo- the Grizzlies behind. Darren Fox is, is tied up there. Giannis and, is behind. And, and Tyler Hero is, you know, um, when he's playing well, he's he's a pretty great shooter. Oh, he's a big part of their the offense. Yeah, big part. And you've seen it, The what what's missing there. But regardless, yeah, it's, it's a bummer to see this. So who do you have winning this series of the Kings Warriors? I dude, yeah, I'm gonna go to. I'm gonna go to the Warriors here, just just based on, just um, historical, like just being there before, and that may be just the the homer pick in the sense of like I'm just gonna go with what I know, uh, but I have been impressed. We haven't given it much talk this season. We I know we talked about Mike Brown. We thought he'd run away with Coach of the Year, and he did. Uh, but he's done a great job there. Sabonis has been huge. De'Aaron Fox is, you know, turning into the player that got him drafted in, you know, the top five or whatever it was. And mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. he ain't turning into it. He's been that player. That's fair. Because yeah, yeah, that's by, fair. people don't pay attention to people the aren't paying like attention. That. To, <laughs> so right. he's he's been right. that player. Uh, he's just he's just showing people this is who he's been for a while because this is his first like. Real like, hey everybody, you forgot about me moment. Yeah. Like, I'm here too. So he's he's been he's been him up there. It's just 
he plays for he plays for the Kings, which now I can't say that like that because the Kings are they're doing them and they're a very viable team. Uh, I, I also have to go with uh, the Warriors, but I think this I think and hope my selfish part of me is is saying that I hope this goes seven games. I really, really it's hope this has been goes a lot of fun. It's been because it's uh, yeah, I, I want to see, but I, I think that it's really going to depend on how much that injury impacts uh Darren Fox a uh, finger um cuz 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 Swiper is is a problem and I want to see what he has to do um a person that's also a problem <laughs> depending on what capacity you look at it on or off the court uh good or bad uh Kyrie Irving decided to insert himself into what is going on right now uh I know nobody asked for Kyrie to, to say anything right now, but it is a free world and Kyrie's going to speak when Kyrie's going to speak. And I am not here to tell him when to or when not to, but I didn't ask for it. And I could care less about this, especially as being a fan of the team that he's talking about here. He said, one of the most disappointing and painful moments of my career, of my career. If I don't get hurt that series, every single one of us on that Brooklyn team slash bandwagon would be champions. No fucking doubt about it. He's referring to when he got hurt against the Bucks. Yep. Sam, your face is looking all weird about it. You're thinking about it. You're going back into I this. Just, I don't know, man. Uh, they they would have won. I mean, they were they were yeah Katie's yeah sure who's away from winning and and progressing. Uh, but literally inches. Yes, away. yes, inches away. But that's uh, sports are a game of inches. This is what it is. Yeah. It literally that's what sports is. Uh it can go an inch your way or not. But number one, again, I will repeat, I didn't need this, Kyrie, because there was several seasons after that that you could have stayed there and could have helped propel the team to win. And we know how that turned out. So uh I can do without the what ifs, but if I'm just going to take my fandom out of it. Uh, and my <laughs> my disgust. Uh, I do think if he's he doesn't get hurt, they easily beat the Bucks. I honestly do. Harden was on that team, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Because that's right. Because the hamstring. Foot. Yeah. Um. You know what's wild? Kyrie's career has been a what if. I mean, as you just said, he, uh, you know, excluded the whole, um, he excluded the whole um, COVID thing, you know, like that's not a, uh, Mm -hmm. that didn't happen. Okay, Kyrie, maybe if he showed up there, that would be a little. uh, Yeah. Yeah. You you essentially gave up a whole season. (laughs) That's what you did. You gave up a whole season in that. And it's. Uh, it's yeah again i i brought it on here because it's just like okay yes i agree in that but it's just like why why do we need to go back to that like why do we need to go back to that point we don't need to talk about that the what ifs like if 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 uh if alan iverson had so-and-so, he would have won a championship against the Lakers. Or if Jordan stayed and didn't retire, he would have way more rings. Like, we're we're not dealing in hypotheticals. Like, it happened. 
brother. It just move on. That's that's the crazy thing about um sports, right? There's so many different scenarios if things broke, if this person didn't get hurt, if you know, Steve Bartman didn't catch that ball. Yeah. You know, yeah. where would the Cubs have made it, you know, won a World Series sooner, all of these different things. Like, mm-hmm. but the the fact is that it happened. And again, these are quote unquote media narratives that the media usually uses. If like how good would the Pelicans be if Zion was, you know, in healthy shape and healthy? Yeah. yeah. Different things like that. But Zion doesn't want to hear. I'm I'm picking on Zion. He doesn't say anything. Kyrie doesn't want to hear hypotheticals when he's sitting at a podium with his microphone in his hand. He doesn't want to hear these hypothetical questions. He, 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 he run, you know, he doesn't run away from me, just shuts it down. So it's like, it's just kind of funny. Like again, on his terms, he wants to talk about it. Uh, I'm, you know, yeah, it sucked. He was hurt. He was hurt. Can't do anything about it. But didn't mention the COVID year. It's just, you know, and that's his own prerogative. We've been over it, but you know, again, it's, it's back to the jaw Dylan Brooks thing. Talk. If you want to talk, show up. Uh, yeah, just Kyrie being Kyrie. It just kind of is what it is. Uh, let's go to the NFL. So as I mentioned at the top of the show, Sam and Dave ran through the draft, uh, but they especially ran through this Aaron Rodgers trade. And being that I haven't listened to it yet, and for those that have not, uh, what are your thoughts briefly on this? Don't you know to dive too much in and since yeah. you a whole pod about it, but what do you think on this? Yeah, no, it was uh, again, big thank you to Dave, um, who's a coordinating producer at Sports Illustrated and uh, a longtime uh, friend of mine, fraternity brother, and uh, just well connected in, in the sports world. And, uh, you know, it's great insight. So check him out. Uh, his Twitter links in the bio of that bonus pod. But, uh, you know, ultimately, like the deal happened. I think the sticking point to a lot of Jets fans is. You know, we'll run through the compensation really quick. Aaron Rodgers and the 15th pick in the draft and a fifth round pick this year go to the Jets. The Packers get uh, the Jets 13th overall pick, a second rounder this year. They have two um, and a sixth rounder um, and then a conditional second next year. That could be a first if Rodgers plays 65 percent of the snaps, which he's done 13 of 15 times in his career so that's that's pretty likely there i think that point is the sticker to a lot of people so ultimately you're giving up two first round picks i think dave led off and i couldn't agree more and i know you would too i'd rather give two first round picks to lamar yes on that compensation there with the uh you know with the the franchise tender there yes. that said everyone kind of knows and he references that baltimore is ultimately going to match whatever offer Mm-hmm. Lamar got so it might be a moot point but if you're giving me two I'm gonna pick Lamar that said you know this is the everyone's been asking me I was coaching I helped coach my my son's little league team um and I was wearing a happen to wear a Jets shirt and everyone's coming up and what do you think of the trade and I'm like you know it's the best shot I've had in uh 15 years for the Bart Scott year you know like to Can't wait to, to get to a Super Bowl, I'll take it at this point. Like, you know, it might only be a year. It might, you know, if most two years, but you know, uh, this team was seven and nine with Zach Wilson, Joe Flacco and Mike white playing quarterback. So this defense is really good. I like the other weapons that 
have happened. We still have a first round pick this year. We have a second. Like I like it. Ultimately, it can work. Um, I'm I'm excited about it. But the Jets always do really well in March and April. It's about showing up in December and January. And I think that kind of sums up. But uh, you know, check out the pod there. I'd be interested to see. I mean, I know we've talked about this trade happening for a while, but your reaction to the compensation and ultimately the situations now in New York and and even in Green Bay. Uh so I I think the Jets lost and won. <laughs> I don't know how you do that, but I think the Jets lost and won. If any team could do that, it's the Jets. Um in this situation, they they got a four-time MVP. Uh which is something that they have not had in quite some time. And Aaron Rodgers still clearly has shown that he can still spin the pigskin, right? So I think that is you go out and get the guy that you want. If you have the money, you have the capability, the pieces to move around. I, I mean, this signing his his uh, extension or right signing his extension freed up so much space for them. They have like a ton of cap space now. So, I mean, in that aspect, they're they're the winners. And getting Aaron Rodgers freeing up that cap space, they're they're winners. And and they also didn't lose. They didn't lose their first round pick. Like they just moved two spots back, right? Which is okay. They could still get and do what they had to do. And, and I think that's a very that part is also another win for them. Uh, as as they didn't lose the pick and they want to still build beyond Aaron Rodgers and just not give up everything. Uh, the conditional second, which is most likely going to turn into a first round pick, uh, you get the second rounder, sixth rounder. Uh, it sets the Packers up for possibly a good future, depending on what happens with Jordan Love and how he plays. Uh, if it, if he plays like he did against my Eagles, he's got a really good chance of being something. Really good. Will he be Aaron Rodgers? No, but he doesn't have to be. He just has to be good enough for that team, and they have to just go from that point. Um, I I think overall, like Packers are also a loser in this for taking so long of doing this for this whole back and forth, and 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 I this is where I think both of them are losers is that they went back and forth and. We're working on this compensation for a guy that nobody knows if he's going to be here for a certain duration of time. Packers knew they weren't getting anything. And if I was the Jets, I'd be like, listen, either this guy doesn't play at all for you guys or he retires and we don't lose anything. You lose him and that's it. Well, I think by that point, wouldn't you say that the Packers are winners because they were giving up an asset that they no longer wanted and they could not confirm would be around even this year, let alone next year. And I say, I, I don't believe in, I don't believe they need no longer wanted Aaron Rodgers. I believe they no longer wanted the headache, but I don't believe they no longer wanted Aaron Rodgers. Let's to be clear on that. I don't think anybody, I think anybody outside of the, the, the young players or the young quarterbacks, like out of the Mahomes, the Joe Burrows, uh, the Jalen hurts, um, the Josh Allens of the world. I, I think those teams don't need him, but every other team would put up with Aaron Rodgers BS. Right. Oh yeah. Some of these teams that are desperate for yes. any kind of stability so, or performance there. Sure. 
for the Packers, I mean, it's this is just business as usual for them. I mean, they just continue to go. Aaron Rodgers is lo- large, longest tenured uh, player that they've had. Uh, but I, it's it's just I find winners and losers in the situation. Like, yes, they got a good haul back for it, but it's just like you're still losing a four time MVP. He's still playing in the league. He's still gonna do what he's gonna do. You just you disrespected him, which is the beginning of the losing for them. Is you went out and got Jordan Love, which, yes, you have to build for the future, but you didn't talk yeah. to your Hall of Fame quarterback. He was they the Packers were had to be prepared to do this earlier, and then it just so happened you draft Jordan Love, and Aaron Rodgers goes back to back MVPs. At, yeah, you know, in his mid thirties, so it's that kind of forced the Packers' hand too to sign that extension. But here, you know, Jordan Love's in year four now, I think, mm-hmm. and. They're going to pick up that option if they already didn't for the fifth year. So they have two years to figure this out. Um, And, you know, at this point, you got to see what you got in Jordan Love and and move forward. And, you know, young receivers now and, um, you know, still have a good running game. Going to continue to to work on the defense there. But, um, yeah, no, I mean, losing Aaron Rodgers hurts. But I I think they did pretty well. They did. Given that he said he was like 90 percent retired when he went in to that cave or whatever the darkness yeah so can all that considered i i think they did really well i was a little surprised joe douglas let that that two become a one thing um because he's so good at just kind of taking other teams draft capital and and holding them hostage as we saw with like jamal adams and and sam darnold but uh yeah no at this point man what what do i have to lose it's I did not I think want that's what the Jets were saying. Zach Wilson. Yeah. I think that's exactly what they're saying. It's it's we don't get that guy that that could potentially get us to the Super Bowl in any of the the remaining time that he's here or we consider continue to go with Zach Wilson who we know is not going to get us anywhere near that right now or or if ever, right? So why not? Yeah, we give we are giving up essentially two even though I'd say really one first round cuz they just swapped um, so you're giving up a first round next year. And they got I, that extra two from the Cleveland for uh, Elijah Moore at that so, point. Just like whatever, yeah. because no matter what it's you, you got Aaron there and you have a really, really solid team already. And you didn't get rid of any of your players. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you added yeah, players. And so there's, you know, we talk and we'll transition here to the, the draft just a little bit uh because the nfl draft round one starts thursday two and three friday and four through seven on saturday afternoon um you know there's there's a ton of offensive defensive linemen right there in the middle of the draft that the jets will still be able to to uh grab and um you know packers could get themselves in a position to take someone like uh you know the jackson smith uh smith Nijigba, who's just uh the the best uh you just sound like you were just. He's real good from Ohio State. Um, <laughs> no, but no, seriously. So the drafts right around the corner. Carolina traded a haul to uh, to the Bears for the first round pick. We talked about this in our pod last night too. Um, you know, you know Frank Reich. He was your offensive coordinator. You won a Super Bowl with him. I say you like you're on the team, but. When you when you're a fan like Brandon is, it's you live and die by it. So yes, you know Vegas has Bryce Young as the the favorite. I think at Caesars, it's it's 
uh, minus 1,400. Um, I think Bryce Young is the best quarterback in this draft um, and the safest to an extent, too. Um, and I think that's the pick. What do you think? And uh, what would you do if you were Carolina? So you think Bryce is one? Um, I think Bryce should also be one. Uh, I, I don't like the slander that CJ Stroud has been getting, though. Uh, I, I don't think he's going to be one, but I do think that he should be two. This is coming from a Penn State man. I think he 3%. should be two. Well, I mean, they they did the same thing with Justin Fields. They uh, they talked all badly about Justin Fields, and what has he done? He's consistently done this. I I, I always have drawback for guys that play around elite players all the time, like and and and, and they go to these four teams because that's where they're always going to go. And then I have to see what they're going to do there. But Justin Fields has been fine. You've, you've seen a lot of these young players that have gone to these teams and excel. It's if they're talented, they're talented. And if you play and game plan around them and make the playbook around them, they're going to do what they have to do. So, yeah, I think Bryce is, is, is lock at one. I would, I would do that. I don't give a damn about his height. Oh, I, I don't care either. And, and I, Dave didn't care either. Oh, it's, you know, the weight, is you know, and then he was talking He's about this. Wait like, on, yeah. It, he was talking about Davis how he excelled at this. Like it's kind of like a new age wonderlick test, if you will. Mm-hmm. And he got like a ninety-seven out of a hundred, and CJ got like an eighteen. And it's like a quick decision, cognitive thing. Mm-hmm. So you know, there's a lot of smoke for CJ Stroud right now. I know the Texans would love for Bryce Young to be there. Um, I don't, you know, I don't know what they would end up doing at two, but Texans don't f this up. Get a quarterback. Do not yeah. f this up, please. Yeah. Don't f this up. So listen to that bonus pod there. But I think this is the first time in a long time where a lot of people have no idea what's going to happen on Thursday night, and it's so much fun. I'm looking forward to it. I'm, I'm yeah. definitely, definitely intrigued by that. Uh, like I said, two for me. Uh. I think Texas yeah. should go quarterback, whether it's Richardson or CJ, I would go that. Um, I don't I don't have faith in this Will Levis dude like everybody else is talking about. And I'm I know I'm He's hearing just, that the yeah. the Colts are looking at him and that's really who they have their eye on. And and now you're you're I'm seeing that he's he's got there's bets on the, the odds of him going one overall. Yeah, or even yesterday the smoke screen was two, and I and I was like, what the hell? And then today it's he went from forty to one to four to one. I guess a bunch of people are throwing anonymous bets on Will Levis going one. If Will wow. Levis goes one, I'm not doing this podcast next year. I'm not. I'm not doing the draft podcast next year. No, you didn't do it this year. Well, I didn't do it this year because you know why I didn't do it this year. But I'm just not going to even talk about draft stuff. Period. If he goes number one, because that <laughs> I don't think that's I don't think I don't. Does. That's my point. He's I, got a rifle at, for an arm, though I will say. But that said, if you did put him, I made this point too. If you did put him at Ohio State and not Kentucky, you know we would probably see a better performance his senior year. Or his his last year. I don't know if he's a junior or senior, but whatever. Yeah, I mean that's it's you know it's smokescreen season, dude. You know how it goes. 
Yeah, yeah. People that are saying they're gonna get somebody. I just hope I just hope the Eagles give B. John Robinson because I I just that's all I hope for. That's all I hope for. Remember a couple of years ago where I really thought that Davis Mills was gonna be a first round pick? He ended yeah. up going a third. That was yeah. all like smoke. Yeah. All the smoke. Yeah, remember I said I had no idea who the hell he was too. Well, you know who I mean he started a handful of games in NFL. Yeah. yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Um speaking of handful. That's what Javante Davis was to Ryan Garcia over this weekend. And he gave him a handful to the body with a vicious hook to the body that dropped him in the seventh round and became the face of boxing and especially the face of the lightweight division. Uh, I will, before I continue, Sam, did you watch the fight? By that face that Sam is giving me, that is what? a very smackable face that he just gave me right now. What fight? answer is no, you I'm did not I watch it. I didn't watch it, no. Ugh, okay. This is... When was it? It was Saturday? Yes, Saturday evening. This yes. is one of the... This is one of the better fights. Uh, the fights that fans have been calling for. Uh, there's another one that's coming up soon. Uh, which I, I absolutely cannot wait for. But to see both of these guys who kind of almost didn't really fight anybody, this is the first time they both kind of really fought somebody that matters. Uh, the trash talk that led up to this, to the point that these two bet each other's, uh, bet their purses of whoever win would give the full purse to the, the uh, excuse me, the loser would give the full purse to the winner, uh, to promos that were led by jay-z and obj uh you which was absolutely wild i was sitting there listening i was like that's that's hove that's odell okay cool got it javante davis is from baltimore uh just to be very clear he also is a part of rock nation i was gonna say uh, is he a rock nation which is the the two for that for there um uh, Ryan Garcia is an Oscar De La Hoya fighter. Javante Davis used to be a Mayweather fighter. Uh, they severed their ties with that, but have kept their relationship. Floyd was there in the ring with him before the fight, getting him pumped up. Uh, even after the fight, he they had a long, warm embrace in the ring. Uh, absolutely, absolutely loved it. Uh, the the names that were there uh, sitting in the crowd, you had the Tysons of the world. Uh, you had uh, uh, Benavidez. You had uh, Caleb there. Uh, you had so many of who's who's of fighters that are actually currently fighting and are really, really good uh, former fighters. Anybody that you can possibly imagine was pretty much there. Uh, but just to see how this all played out and then at the end, just showing nothing but respect to each other. Uh, nobody, Ryan Garcia, not making excuses. Uh, Javante saying that he can keep his purse. <laughs> he doesn't need it. Uh, uh, to, to Javante at the end in the press conference, uh, the post fight press conference, hugging Ryan Garcia's mom, shaking Ryan Garcia's dad's hand, showing respect. Like these type of things need to be spoken about. And this was absolutely good for boxing. Uh, and we need more of these fights. Ryan Garcia, I have to give him his props, Sam, because he was the one that pushed for this fight to happen. He said, okay. F all the promoters, get them all out of the way, which are, which to me, Sam has, is the biggest, my biggest pet peeve when it comes to boxing is the promoters. And they ruined so many things. Yeah. So many fights that could and should have had earlier happen earlier. Don't happen because everybody's got to get their cut. 
Yeah. And the fact that Ryan Garcia just essentially kind of almost took the uh what's Dumbo that just lost recently? Uh the brothers. What the hell are their names? Oh, um, why are you asking me? You know who I'm talking about. The the YouTuber, Jake Paul. Oh, Jake Jack Paul, Jake Paul. What's the other Paul name? What's is who's the other one? Josh Paul? <laughs> Jake Paul? Paul Paul? Can you tell I'm not of the YouTube generation? What happened? You said, what did you say about Jake Paul? I said Josh Paul. What's his name? Jack Jake Paul. Paul. Yeah. Could you tell um, that I'm not a YouTube <laughs> generation guy? For for what happened, yeah. Uh, you can see my dog didn't like Jake Paul either. Yeah, yeah. No. Uh, but is he the that one that just, showed up with like the Charizard necklace to one his box? Brother, I think his, his brother, brother has did. that. Yeah, his brother has that. The why. uh, the, the Pokemon mint card. Yeah. yeah, apparently that's fake, but that's a whole other situation. Um, uh, oh, but yeah, I, I I just thought this was phenomenal, and I can't wait to see what is what is to come and the next fight, which is uh. Bud Crawford, if I remember correctly. Uh, yeah, Terrence Crawford and why can't I think of the other gentleman's name? I don't know why I can't think of the other gentleman's name, but it's that is the fight of the all fights that we need to see. So uh, I will keep everybody posted with that, and I will make sure that Sam is watching that fight. So you got to you got to stay on me on that. And I'm, oh, don't I'm worry. There. I will watch it. I will be talking about it religiously leading up to that. You have my word. OK, I'll be ready. Awesome. All right. Hey, uh, no, do you care today? Because good, because I don't care. Yeah, there you go. A lot of go watch play at basketball. Enjoy basketball. Enjoy the draft. Take some baseball in. Enjoy. It's the best time of the year. It's it's draft week, guys. So for Brandon, I'm Sam. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time. Peace. I had something for you guys. And. uh I don't anymore. Goodbye.